Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, I have Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. And Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. So, we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks, so our apologies, but uh, I think we have a really awesome topic for you all today. And uh, But I want to start out with uh, some interesting news that we found from Intel. They're using some interesting marketing techniques. And uh, I saw an ad that said, uh, uh, these are against Apple, by the way. Intel basically trying to stay relevant. And I saw this ad that said, uh, if you're trying to launch a rocket or play Rocket League, you won't be using a Mac. And this is in response to the M1 Macs, you know, being so much better than the Intel chips on pro- on laptops and in the Mac Mini. And uh, it's it's really interesting because they're also giving M1 Macs to tech pundits that are, you know, usually Windows fans to say, is it really that much better? And of course, even these folks are saying they are. It's just Windows can do things that the Mac can't. So... I want to first uh, get your thoughts, Jason. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's interesting because not only are they doing that, but they've also been purported to use some questionable benchmark technique uh, tactics, kind of trying to show that the um, that their Intel CPUs are faster, and they they've like using software that's specifically only available on Intel um, chipsets. And I think really it's kind of Intel being a bit of a baby. <laughs> like, I have no problem with, um, I guess, uh, something their CEO had said in like one of their meetings is like, you know, how is it that a lifestyle company is out CPUing us? Like, we are Intel. We are, you know, we make the CPUs. Well, aside from AMD, but, and Qualcomm and others. But, uh, it's just, I really feel like if I were Intel, I would be making statements more so with my chips rather than my words. And it, it really shows, if you think about it, that the M1 is something to uh, to keep an eye out on and Apple's other uh, succession of chips down the line. So, Jason, are you saying that Intel should put all the chips on the table? Well, sure. I guess so. <laughs> um, <laughs> bet big or not at all. Um <laughs> Taylor, what are your thoughts on this? Intel is trying to defend itself because they don't know what Apple is capable of. And they think that, you know, Apple's CPUs are going to be a lot, uh, you know, inferior to what Intel can produce. And so that is kind of what I think that they, you know, they're like, well, Apple is not a CPU company. I bet they can't come close. But in reality, Apple is making some really great chips, but Intel kind of has to... <coughs> you know, own up to like, oh, we actually have some serious competition now. And so I think, yeah, Intel is just kind of being a little bit of a baby about it. Also, like Jason said. Well, I think they're scared, kind of, because, you know, the M1 really is doing as well, so well. And Apple has, if you think about it, a lot of experience making chips, especially in the low power, high efficiency category. I mean, they've really started making chips. I want to say, what was it, Michael, the iPad? The original iPad was when the they started making their own chips. Yep. yep. So that was like what the A four 
Something like that, yeah. Something like that, because I don't think they started with one. Yeah, holy crap, it has been that long. That's wow. insane. Well, it's really interesting because even AMD, guys, is AMD is beating Intel. Uh, they have some chips on their 5000 series that are 7 nanometer, and that was a year ago. Uh, Intel is barely getting into the 7 nanometer area, and... Uh, I believe that the MacBook Pro 16-inch, and if I'm wrong about this, we'll correct it. I believe it's still using a 10 nanometer die, so it it can't come close to uh, what AMD is doing on on their machines. And then you have what Apple's doing. Intel is the last the last one in the park, uh, you know, trying to get their stuff out. So it's it's you know it the tables have turned what's very discouraging about that though you know political atmosphere aside intel is a uh, full us based processor manufacturer uh they have a lot of jobs out west for that so it'd be kind of sad to see them have to uh, change their business mhm but where's yeah. apple's processor being produced tsmc mm-hmm. in uh, taiwan okay i think yeah so it's the only is, bad part uh, about this Right. I think it's. I think TSMC actually stands for like Taiwan Semiconductor, Semiconductor Manufacturing. Yes. Okay. So, so it, it's very interesting to see the differences between these these companies and, and the marketing that they're using. Uh, you know, I'm doing all of this on an M1 Mac right now, and it's not much bigger than an iPad with a Magic Keyboard, and that's pretty small. And there's more power in this machine than a Surface, so it's. Pretty incredible, except for the cameras, except for that. Although I can tell you that my video on this camera is much better than uh, uh, my 16-inch Mac. So uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say than Jason's video on his camera. <laughs> or mine. Because <laughs> the camera's the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we if you want to go look all this stuff up, you can online. Rene Ritchie's talked a lot about this. Uh, the Twit Network, they talk about this stuff too. So... It's all out there. You can look it up. But we wanted to put our two cents on it. Um, on to our next topic, the main topic of the show today. Uh, this is kind of a very special episode because we're dedicating a lot of time to this. Uh, we talk about voice chat applications every now and then. But I think it's a good time to revisit that this time because we're now seeing the emergence of a new app. It's been around for a little while. But it's becoming more accessible, so a lot of the uh, populations of blind users and low vision users are switching to this so that people can talk and meet and get to know folks. Uh, And that app is Clubhouse. You know, it's been promoted by some very big-name folks like uh, uh, Elon Elon Musk Musk. and others. Uh, But Jason, why don't you explain in your thought, your your opinion and your uh, knowledge, what clubhouse is and what you feel like it brings to the table that's different so it's a wooden structure that sometimes sits in a tree and you No, i'm kidding um, tree house <laughs> hey some tree houses are clubhouses um but yeah so clubhouse is in all seriousness a um a a, a social networking app that is centered around audio and as i see it it's all about connecting people and um where Apps like you know Team Talk and Discord, um, and 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 Skype and whatnot are, you know, you can you can find people on the app too, 
the difference is if you don't have somebody in your contacts, they uh, can't necessarily join in the conversation for you to be like, hey, you know, this is a cool person. I want to follow them. And so that's what Clubhouse allows you to do. So you have um, it, it, and it's kind of like a presenter on stage sort of feel. So you have um, the hallway, which is where it shows like suggested rooms based on your interests and what the algorithm finds for you and, 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 and things. Um, and then you have, uh, when you're in a room, you have the audience, which are just listeners. So people can join the room and just listen to it. You can have up to 5,000 people in a room. And then you have speakers. And the people that are speaking are considered to be uh, on stage. And unlike other apps, uh, you, when you have more than two people in a room, everybody else is um, an audience uh, member. So if they want to speak, you they would um, raise their hand, and then you as the moderator of the room would either give them permission to speak or not. And then they could decide whether they want to continue speaking or go back to the audience. So it'd be really good for like Q&A stuff, but you know we've been discovering that it's great for um, connecting people and uh, it's an invite only app and right now it's only available for iOS but an Android app has been um, said to be uh, worked on so there's gonna have they're gonna have an Android app in the future you know Clubhouse is a neat app but one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is what's the difference between that and two other apps you know discord and team talk that are very popular in the community of blind and low vision users and you know discord is an app where you can join communities join servers and increase your voice quality by using nitro and do text and video as well and sharing your screen whereas clubhouse you can only do voice you can't even do text which is kind of a bummer um in my opinion but i'll go ahead Oh, uh, okay, I guess I'll just go. Sorry. I was like, am I going to be able to get a word in? Okay, so, uh, yeah, it's it really a bummer because, like, for example, we were in a room the other night, and people were sharing things back and forth. They're like, oh, I have a YouTube channel. So, but you couldn't actually share the link with the chat room. So, you know, it was kind of a scenario where you have you know, audio, which is great, but how are you going to exchange, you know, links, especially because people talk about things like, for example, I have a YouTube channel, you know, and I was trying to tell people, okay, it's Taylor's Tech Talks, but, you know, then they have to try to find it real quick, you know, and then they, you know, whereas I could just send them a link and then it'd be a lot easier. So that's where I think some text features would be awesome to have and also uh, to make sure that the accessibility can get flushed out. Well, in my you know, concern of uh, having an app that is just an audio app. I know I touched on um, some differences during my explanation, but, you know, Clubhouse being just an audio app, I, I just, I wonder what kind of features can be added to the app to make sure that we're not excluding, um, you know, individuals who are nonverbal and individuals who are uh, deaf, hard of hearing. I feel like we need to, uh, there, there needs to be features to make it easy for, uh, for those folks to be able to participate in uh, communities and things too, if there aren't already. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if there is already. I mean, I did hear something about captioning the other day, but I don't know where I heard that from. Um, but I do know that that's a really important part because if you want to be fully accessible and you want to comply, you know, having 
options for not just blind people, but yeah, people nonverbal and, you know, who may, uh, like, you know, be deaf and hard hearing, you know, they need captions and subtitles, which I'm not sure if Clubhouse provides or, you know, that'd be just an interesting session. No? no, no, I don't believe they do yet. But see here, this brings up a very controversial topic and I'll be interested to know what y'all's thoughts are on this is does every app need to be that compliant because and the reason why I ask this is the the goal of the app is to provide a voice a platform for voice and I understand that it needs to be as accessible as possible and in providing captions is very important if they can make it do that however I don't feel like that uh, it's possible to make a foolproof captioning service that will be able to get the full detail of a room if you have folks with different accents that it may not understand. And so, you know, the, the market audience of the app is voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like uh, while, yes, every effort should be made to make that happen, there are some times where we... Uh, you know, it's like video games. We cannot make some video games completely accessible for everyone. It would be impossible. So there's just those occasions and times where uh, an audience has to pick where they're going to go to be the most accessible, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I understand that. Um, and that is definitely a concern. However, the only concern that I'd have is, let's say that big companies want to use this as a webinar platform for, you know, having a big gathering. Uh, normally, what they do is they hire closed captioners, like, you know, the White House, like for their, you know, press brief and whatever, you know, they hire captioners and interpreters. But if Clubhouse doesn't allow those people to actually type in the captions, you know, live, you right. know, then that could be another thing, too. Whereas, you know, obviously not these informal rooms, but if you're talking about a big webinar for like a government agency, you they have to be accessible and you have to be able to add the captions, um, you know, if somebody like types them out by hand or a live caption or what have you, you know, there has to be features so that all people can be included if this is going to be something that's used in industry. I, I don't think it will be, though. Uh, right. I don't think Clubhouse will be used as an industry standard for webinars. And the reason why I say that uh, and feel free to disagree, guys, because, uh, you know, any feedback is, is awesome is because it is invite only. And I don't see it changing from that model anytime soon. Plus, uh, they barely have an iOS version out. They're working on an Android version. And so that's not even desktop. That's not, you mm-hmm. know, so. Right. No, this is like thinking way, way, way down the line, mm-hmm. you know. Like, this is thinking, you know, when those things become available. Like, if it for some reason ever opens up, you know, because mm-hmm. they kept talking about that at the town hall today about, you know, they didn't really answer that specific question, specific question but they kept at, uh, answering, you know, about the whole invite only and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's a way, way, way down the line. But it's just saying, you know, if you can have 5,000 people in a room, that's pretty incredible. I don't know if you can even do that with Zoom. You need you a, in Zoom, you have to have probably an enterprise account. Right. Jason, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, you know, it's like I was saying before, like, I I don't know what being, you know, ensuring that we're trying to include as many people in this as possible would look like. I'm just saying, like, I don't have the 
the already, you know, made solution of, oh, this is exactly how this should work. But I'm just saying that I hope that that is considered as Clubhouse matures and things. And I mean, it's not even Clubhouse isn't even perfect for us either. There are definitely some accessibility issues now that they've gotten. There aren't as many as there apparently used to be. I am very new to Clubhouse myself. I've only been on for a couple of days. But um, there are parts of the app where you need to use screen recognition in order to access. Like when you when you go into a room, there's a dialogue thing at the top of the screen asking if you want to enable um, music mode, which I guess when you connect like an audio interface, it'll allow the app to do stereo, is my understanding. And I guess it's also supposed to allow things that you listen to on your phone to be in stereo. Um, I haven't tried that yet. But in order to access that dialogue, you need screen recognition. And in order to, if it's easier to accept an invite to speak in some ways, if you have access to screen recognition. And I'm saying that as a caveat, because not all devices have access to screen recognition. Mm -hmm. um, it's the mm -hmm. iPhone XS and up, I believe, that have access to it. So my iPad, for instance, I don't have it if I were using that app on my iPad. Or if I had an iPhone 8 or a... Seven. The iPhone 7. 10R, or the, right. Yeah, anything that's not like the iPhone XS and newer. And so, and I and I would like to hope that these issues are something that's going to get fixed in the future. I mean, judging by people I've talked to, it does sound like um, the developer is very responsive to uh, accessibility feedback, which is great. I'm I'm really great to uh, glad to see that. But right now, in its current version, there are definitely some issues. So it's still new, it's growing, and um, it's uh, definitely an interesting app, I will say. Yeah, and, and as far as, you know, they're, they're still pretty new, like we said, but I think a lot of these apps are really making leaps and bounds, like compared to uh, where they used to be. For example, Discord had a lot of accessibility problems, and they still have a few areas where there's problems. But, uh, you know, the whole point of our show is to kind of compare them. You know, Discord is very good for communities that know each other. And, you know, you a lot of YouTube channels and folks use it. The nice thing about Discord is you have a little more options. You have the text chat. You can add bots. You can add a lot of other things. And uh, typically their servers don't uh, overload like uh, Clubhouse did last Wednesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was very amusing. Uh, it was, yeah. a, it was, it's, you know, Discord is kind of a come in and out at your own pace. But one of the things that Discord does not do is social discovery. I mean, if you join a community uh, in a server, you can meet people. Uh, but people don't have to go by the, their actual name on Discord. They could use a nickname. They could be anybody they want to be. Or on Clubhouse, you're really promoting yourself. And I like that. And you're, uh, I guess people could log in as their as a different name uh you know if they change it but uh, i think that kind of goes against the rules of the platform yes yeah i believe it does i did read through the uh rules when i had first signed up and i remember seeing something about that and they said it very 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 clear in the town hall today yes especially no accounts for branding no no uh business accounts business branding or anything in that so and you know you'll be able to create clubs which are kind of like discord servers or team talk servers, but right now you're limited to one per user, so that's interesting as well. And I think you know we've we've talked about the the two, and team talk can do similar things. 
but you have to be to know the address of the server you want to connect to and uh, have a login credential or have it be an open server. But uh, it does very similar things. But the, the difference between TeamTalk and these others is TeamTalk does allow for a little bit of higher audio uh, fidelity on iOS with the use of the Ambios and some other headsets. So uh, I don't know if music mode in uh, Clubhouse will do that with the Ambios. You, have you, you know, Jason? I believe I was told that the Ambios would still use their rather weak telephone microphone. That's a shame. Yeah, it That's, is. That's, yeah. Um, but Team Talk will actually use the Ambios, but it's all in how they, they do these things because Team Talk takes over the music stack, so it replaces music, yeah. whereas these other apps use some kind of in-call state. So, And honestly, I mean, that's not terribly surprising, even though it does make me a little bit sad because whether or not you want to admit it, lightning headphones and wired headphones are actively kind of being killed by consumer companies like Apple because, you know, Apple is pushing more toward, you know, Bluetooth and wireless headphones and wireless charging and whatnot mm -hmm. and all the rumors about having a portless iPhone, which is a completely different show. But right. um, so, you know, wired headphones and, and, and getting really interesting lightning headphones, it's, it seems to be a little harder to come by, which... Unfortunately, it is what it is, but, you know, so that's not too terribly surprising. And based on what I heard from two different people using AirPods Max, I mean, it's pretty clear. It's not, you know, as good as, say, my setup here with this microphone and my wired headphones, but it's very clear, clearest Bluetooth headset ever. And, I mean, so maybe we'll get to the point where it won't be such of a deal, but right now it's kind of makes me sad a little bit right so i mean it's it's all a work you know in progress on all these platforms but uh you know we still use uh team talk for certain things like our unbox cast when we unbox this mac that i'm talking on uh we use team talk but we use discord for our community stuff and i i personally use clubhouse for discovery like to find people to learn you know uh what everybody's up to and just to talk to people that i would not normally talk to and i think that's a very good use of the app because they send notifications so and so that you're following is talking in whatever room and i can create a room and i could get five people in there in less than 10 minutes which is really kind oh, of yeah. cool uh taylor what is your primary use of the app what do you find to be the most useful thing about it uh, yeah, so I really love Clubhouse, like I said, Discovery, um, you know, just having a great time. I mean, like I said, obviously, COVID is still around. So, you know, our in-person interaction is very limited uh, in some, wherever, you know, depending where you are. But I find it to be kind of a, you know, great place where you can talk to a bunch of people, just kind of relax. And, you know, it's not like it's anything formal. You know, I don't have to be on video or any of that but, uh, stuff. And yeah, I mean, I find it, like I said, uh, social discovery or, you know, just kind of a, if I need a place to talk, you know, it's just kind of a great place and I can kind of discover things. I can also learn things because there are sometimes rooms where there's like a panel and you can like learn a lot of things that, you know, you would need to like pay for conferences sometimes. I saw YouTube videos where people actually, you know, 
they teach a lot of different things on Clubhouse. I mean, there's like entrepreneurship stuff. There's just a whole bunch of other things too. So that's another great value also is that it can be used to actually level up. You know, I think a really good, you know, concise thing that I could say about Clubhouse is it really seems to humanize people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you you never know who you could end up with in a clubhouse room. I mean, a completely unrelated room, you know, you might it it the the potential exists that you might end up with, you know, somebody famous and you may recognize them, you may not, but I mean, it reminds you that people are human. You know, people are people. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, I will say there's some drawbacks to Clubhouse, and that is that when you're a room moderator, when you create a room, you have to be in charge of bringing people in as speakers, uh, always introducing the room when they join, which can be kind of a headache when you're in the middle of a conversation talking about something. Uh, You have to uh, kind of decide how you're going to handle it if you're going to invite everybody in the audience to speak, which is kind of the frowned upon method or if you're going to allow people just to raise their hand and they if they want to speak. So it's all you're always working on something as a moderator if you get people in and out of your room and it also that also depends on your popularity. Uh so I have uh 50 something followers or however many I don't remember anymore. 53. Uh yeah, there you go. And uh unless that changed in the last hour or so. Yeah. Uh, which it could have. Uh and if you when you all those followers following you see when you create or join a room so they can know, okay, if I want to talk to him, I go here, which also is kind of cool, but also kind of, you know, a way for people to stalk you. So you have to be careful. Uh, So it's all depending on what you prefer. So there's a lot of management in this app that you have to do to be effective. And when you invite folks, you, uh, you, you, it's your reputation at risk if they abuse the system or not. So um, you can lose, uh, you know, abilities and different things on Clubhouse if people you invite are disruptive and things like that. So that's a thing to keep in mind as well. Which I think overall hopefully means that the uh, Clubhouse community overall should hopefully stay at a higher caliber than what you might find elsewhere. Um, And one thing I can say about being an admin of a room too is it's, it's not always an easy task because no. um, you don't really have good indicators, at least with voiceover, um, when people are raising their hand and whatnot. Um, and because you do, but it really kind of almost requires that you constantly keep your screen unlocked, which Clubhouse doesn't seem to let your screen lock. You can. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can lock your screen. And it, you'll still stay connected, but it almost seems like, especially if you're a voiceover user, you're going to want to keep your uh, your screen unlocked. Because as of right now, there is an indicator that shows how many people are uh, raising their hand, but it only shows up as a number that, to voiceover at least, I don't know if this is visually true, but it's next to the, um, the toggle mute button. And... Um, so when you have when you see a number there, then you know that there are people that are ready to speak that have raised their hand and asked for permission to speak. That's interesting. Interesting. It's, r- it's right next to the invite button visually. 
weird because I've never seen that with voiceover. I never see a number ever. Yeah, if you do a um, if you do a four finger tap, uh, oh, it'll it'll jump you to that because in the flick order, it's next to the um, the toggle mute button. So if it just says yeah. toggle mute button, then most likely there aren't anybody there isn't anybody that are uh, trying to raise their hand. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, even at the top, when we're recording this, this is the state of the app, and this may change in a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're very active on development of this app, so keep those things in mind, too. I would be very curious to know how they're monetizing this app as well. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to have, like, somebody was talking in a room about maybe they'll do, you know, paid clubs and take a take the processing fees or whatever um, for people who mm -hmm. are paying for your the subscription to your club or... Uh, yeah, they did have answered that question. Oh, sorry, Jason. They did have answered that question in the town hall today. Um, and what I could understand is that, you know, it's, it's all about the subscription, you know, like for creators to monetize so they could, you know, pay to join the club. And yeah, like Jason said, you know, the clubhouse will take a fee for like the processing. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, hopefully they can be profitable. I mean, because right now, obviously, they're probably getting a lot of like startup money, but you know, who knows how long that can last, but it's definitely a cool app though. Right. Yeah. I hope that they can, they can remain profitable and stay around for a long time. You know, discord gets its money through nitro subscriptions, which is $10 a month. And, uh, they make your, they give different perks for the more boosts you boost a server. So, uh, it's interesting to see how, uh, this one works as well or will work with monetization. Yeah, I do have to say signing up for Clubhouse for me was relatively easy when I had an invite because it I don't even think it gave me a password. It was just we've sent a code to your phone and give us the code and then I had my account. Also, I, oh go ahead. I was just going to say like I do sometimes wish there was like a desktop app, but I mean, make it work right now. Also, there is, as a pro tip, if you join the Clubhouse waiting list, right, if you join the waiting list and you have a contact that is on Clubhouse, they can invite you without going against their invite list. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yes. I yes. knew it would, I knew they could, but I didn't know it didn't go against your invite count. Correct. If they're already wow. on the waiting list, you can let them in and it will not go against your invite limit. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I've regularly, or I've gotten a few that said, so-and-so is on the clubhouse waiting list. Would you like to let them in? But again, uh, based on who you let in, how many people they connect with, and uh, how good you know, they do on clubhouse is based on how many invites they, that you are allotted. So I, uh, I want to caution people on that to just not invite just anybody. Right. Uh, it, it is a merit system that they use, and it's an algorithm. So. I uh, would keep those things in mind. So my, my last thing about this, you know, Clubhouse uses a moderation technique where Team Talk and Discord, you have to uh, basically, everybody has permission to speak unless they have a role that says they can only listen. Uh, whereas this is different. So I would not go into Clubhouse with the same mindset as you do with managing a Team Talk or Discord server. It's not the same. And one thing that we did not mention is when you leave a room, that's given a topic. If you make a topic for a room and you leave that room and you're the moderator, that room's gone. Yeah. It will end it for everybody. So 
Uh, that's the only draw. Like, I wish you could make permanent rooms if you have a certain, you know, level. That would be kind of cool. But uh, those are things to keep in mind. I mean, that being said, if you had trusted people, you could always like work out, you know, maybe moderation shifts, uh, right, to keep the room active. But yeah, um, so. I I will definitely say like one one thing that I'm noticing about Clubhouse is that like I I get into kind of a mindset when doing these shows and i noticed that clubhouse really kind of gets me into that mindset so i don't i don't feel like and 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 it's to be expected depending on the type of room you go into but you know it's like you said like with discord i feel like i can relax you know i can i can uh be whatever but with clubhouse i i uh especially certain room types do kind of feel like i'm on a podcast a lot of the time see i don't feel like i I don't feel like that if i go into a room uh well it it depends it depends on you know you gauge the room right if people are cutting up and hanging out like our uh right that's what i'm saying it depends on the room dynamics but mm-hmm. kind of like uh we are we're starting a room series uh nightly on clubhouse called uh the technology social lounge and so i you know anybody that's on clubhouse Come hang out with us. Uh, usually every night we're going to be doing this. So, um, you know, I would say that uh, it just depends on the room. Like our rooms are very easygoing, very relaxed. So it just depends on what you're looking for. There are some very professional rooms that you do not, you know, cut up in. And speaking of, we noticed that the push notifications, if somebody from a different time zone and again, this may change, but as of right now, if somebody from a different time zone schedules a room, when you get the push notification, the push notification will be set in whatever time zone they scheduled it in. So, for instance, we scheduled ours uh, for 7.30. That's central time. And because I'm in eastern time, of course, for me, that's 8.30. So when I actually look at the room itself, it says 8.30 in the hallway. I think that would be the hallway, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it says 8.30 in the hallway, but the notification said 7.30. So that's something to be aware of. Yep, for sure. But it really is a nice app. I really like it. So I'm out of curiosity. Which ones are your preference? Team Talk, Discord, or Clubhouse? Which one do you like ultimately better? Hmm. Hmm. Ha ha. Ha. I think right now... I would have to say Discord just because it is really accessible now. I mean, yes, it still has weird issues, but it's, you know, fairly accessible. It's really good now. And I think it's just because I know that the people that are generally on Discord, at least for our specific server, are people that know me. So I don't have to, you know, like I said, try to at, you know, different, you know, make make sure that I'm my more professional self, which, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice knowing that there's a space where it can be goofy sometimes. And, if, and, you know, like we said, you do get that on Clubhouse, but, you know, it's not always. But, yeah, right now I think I have to give it to Discord. Well, and the other cool thing is, uh, and, Taylor, I'm going to ask you the same question, but... Uh, okay. But basically what I like about Discord is you could create your own server. Like, you could create your own server that you just invite a few people to and bl- and make it where they can't invite anybody else and it's just your little area of like this is my group this is my peeps I've got everything I want right here 
Clubhouse, you can't really do that. So, right. And, and, and that's really the same with Team Talk. I mean, Team Talk is more so that way. You create a server and it's just your people. So, uh, you know. So, Taylor, I get, like I said, what is your favorite, of, favorite app? Um, I would uh, say Discord also. I mean, because like I said, they're all great for different purposes. I know that for my specific use case for my YouTube channel, I have a members only Discord where, you know, it's like I said, it's my people, you know, people that have uh, been really active on the channel and that have a membership and that, you know, it's a community. You know, we talk, we do whatever. But Clubhouse is great for discovery. And I probably will be creating a club for my YouTube channel where just, you know, it's just kind of a free hangout zone. Not really hang up, but like, you know, kind of a, a different kind of vibe. But still, I think, like I said, Discord's my favorite, but I would not underestimate Clubhouse either. Right. And I'm kind of the, I'm, I'm in the same position as you two. I, I like um, Discord because of the configuration, uh, the role system. I really like that and the ability to uh, use bots and uh, configure things like that. So I think the power there is still at Discord. But I find myself not on Discord as much because of uh, discovery. And, you know, um, that kind of leads me into something I'm going to talk about next. And that is uh, new links at iAccessibility.net. Uh, we now have a link that will take you to our channel on YouTube. So you can now go to iAccessibility.net slash YouTube. And uh, you could easily subscribe that way to our channel. And you could go to uh, iAccessibility.net slash Discord, and you can uh, join the iAccessibility community. Um, I will tell you that uh, you will not be able to get on voice chat and uh, um, text uh, chat until I, uh, I or one of the moderators approve you. So just be aware you might get a DM saying, uh, hi there, welcome, and uh, please tell us why you want to be on the iAccessibility community server. So. All of those things are there, and uh, yeah, we ex we look forward to seeing you, and uh, we feel like that'll make it very easy for people to join these community locations. So, with all that being said and done and talked about, Jason, where can people find you online? People can find me online producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can search for me on Twitter. Just search for uh, I am at JDE91. Um, I don't post often, but I do promise I exist. Um, if you add me to social media, just let me know that you found me from the IA cast. And if you do happen to see me on Clubhouse, feel free to say hi there as well. All right. Taylor, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me in a lot of places. Um, so first off, Twitter. That is basically where I, uh, you know, do a lot of things. So Taylor underscore aren't 22. Let's actually get that right this time. Kept saying the wrong Twitter handle for a while. Um, you can also find me on Clubhouse, same username. And yeah, say hi there. Uh, you can find my new YouTube channel at Taylor's Tech Talks, where I do tech content. Um, we're doing some programming now. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Taylor aren't. Um, but again, I really don't post on Facebook hardly at all. Uh, but if you do find me on any of these social media platforms, please say where you found me, uh, IACast, and yeah. And obviously, I produce content for iAccessibility, so you can also email me at taylor at iaccessibility.net. 
All right. You can find me, Michael Doeys, producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Doeys. If you want to find me on Discord, I am Mike Doeys, uh, and the number is 1001. I use Nitro, so I changed my number. I love it. You can find me on uh, my website, michaeldoeys.com. And all over the internet, I'm on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. And I also have a YouTube channel that I'm uh, bringing back, Michael Doeys. Just search for me on YouTube. So I want to thank everybody for being here this time on the IACast. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for another episode, we promise this time. And uh, <laughs> we, will, we will see you then for another episode of the IACast. And thank you so much for being here and hope to see you on social media, Clubhouse, or everywhere else. So have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.